Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Some of the questions that they ask, I just wonder if there's a better way to do it that's less invasive and makes people mm. feel less like shit, basically. Because oh, there's a lot of kind of like, have you been shagged from behind? Yeah, have you shagged it's from a bit. <laughs> it's a bit like that. It's like yeah. oh, some of them are like, have you had sex for drugs or money or something? And yes, they but, offer but you pop gonna... for a quick test before you come and give blood, yeah. rather than yeah, are you a big slag, basically. <laughs> It's just so horrible. It's so funny, isn't it? Because also in that list of questions, it's like, yeah, have have you had bum sex? Have yeah. you conducted bum sex? Have you been to Paris in the last two months? <laughs> yeah. it's got, it's got... <laughs> We're going to ask you yeah. all sorts of questions about your lifestyle that are hugely presumptuous about the kind of person you might be if you've got those things. <laughs> Who goes along and ticks yes? To any of those rather than just turning around and walking out well I did last time tick yes to having had a tattoo in the last three months didn't think that that was a problem and then they were like off your trot hun I went all the way to the sports hall and I was looking oh, forward mate. to my custard creams <laughs> I've been there once I had a packet of wheat crunches the last time I went there bacon oh, wheat crunches yeah I love it so they go good. to the, I think they go to like Aldi or Lidl to get the snacks and it's the elite <laughs> <laughs> There's a kind of doesn't it make you laugh that like wheat crunchies or whatever that like um change big brand names so it'll be yeah, like yeah, yeah. would you like some morn flakes or like <laughs> yeah. yeah wheat crunchies I think yes we probably were <laughs> yeah sleet munchies <laughs> Welcome to episode 159 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she is your other host, Holly Taylor. We are both firmly average runners who don't take life or running too seriously. On this podcast, we talk about health, politics, stuff on TV, and what we ate last night. 
Occasionally, we talk about running. We have our Kate with us again this episode. This week, we're chatting pelvic floor exercises, time-poor training plans, and returning to fitness after having a break. When we're not talking to Kate, we're talking about home health testing kits to measure our hormones with a bit of chat about blood donation. If you're anything like Dave, right here is a massive trigger warning if you hate blood and needles. An excellent email from a listener sparks big chats about race panics and anxiety. We talk about our own race experiences and how to try and differentiate between anxiety and race anxiety what's normal and not normal, and how the feelings we have in races can really put us off racing altogether. We have a few amateur tips on what to do if you've been spooked in your first race in order to take on your next one feeling more confident. But there's no pressure to run in races. If you just don't like racing, you really don't need to do it to prove anything to yourself or us. You are still a runner. And we suspect a very good one that knows your own mind and everything. By the way, if you love this podcast, and of course you do, there is a way to get more Holly and Esther nonsense, and that's by becoming part of our pod squad on Patreon, where you can get involved in live Zoom calls with us, weekly newsletters and a chat room all for you. If you're part of our cheer squad, you can watch these podcasts on actual video. Fancy that. Come and join us at Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running. Now, let's get on with it. <sighs> anyway, episode 159. Episode so. 159, let's do it. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to kick off yeah. this week by talking about um, the, this is not, well, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, we we are potentially working them a little bit, but this isn't an ad that I've been I haven't been asked to talk about this. Um, mm-hmm. But I have got a my female hormone testing kit from Randox Health has arrived. I, I, I don't know if yours yes. has. Mine, yes, mine arrived too. So we're both. Yeah, we've we've been sent these um, at home testing kits. I don't know if anyone has had one of these before. I've had one before. Um, I think it was during lockdown that I was sent one. Um, and it was, I remember just, sorry to interrupt the kind of flow no, of your no. conversation, but I remember the one that I was sent before was again, a kind of female hormone testing thing. Um, and it was one where I had to test. It was a bit like if anyone has needed to, um, go to the doctors to have their kind of their, their hormones tested, if they were maybe trying for a baby, cause I remember doing this, um, where you go and have a blood test on sort of day I think day 14 and then another one on day 21 of your yeah. cycle or something like that. And you're testing your LH levels and your FS, FSH levels. Quickly, um, going to stop you I, there. What are both of those things? I can't, <laughs> cannot fucking remember. One is something that goes up and one is something that comes down or no, or they both go up or whatever. They're, they're two different hormones that basically create a Ooh. cycle for you. I'm going to so quickly it's the tell you luteinizing hormone and the follicle stimulating. It is. It's the so the luteinizing hormone is uh, plays an, an important. All it says is plays an important role in sexual development and functioning. Oh, so I don't really know what that means. And then what do you say the other one was potentially follicle stimulating hormone? As a guess, I think. 
she's got it bang on. It's follicle stimulating hormone. So <laughs> in this test, will we find out stuff like that? Is it going to be that detailed, do you think? I have absolutely no idea. So this is different. So the one I did like a couple of years ago, so all I was kind of um, going to talk about the sort of process of it, which the process of both these tests has been quite similar. So it's an at-home blood testing kit, yes. which can be a little bit kind of nervy if you if you put all those words together in one sentence. That's what I'm a bit um, anxious about. So I've just opened it all up this morning. I was going to do it before the pod. And then we, mm. uh, and then I saw that it comes with a checklist that you're supposed to read before you do anything else. And the second thing on the checklist goes, I've drunk water. And I was like, oh, I've had a, I've had two coffees this morning. So I need to actually <laughs> go away and drink water. So I've been, I've been diligently drinking away while yeah. we've been recording. Good for you. Yeah. And um, I'm going to do it afterwards. But I've just found this is uh, this is what is in the test. Mm -hmm. So it says, find out if you have a hormone imbalance that could be affecting your fertility, mood, weight, energy levels with our convenient home sample collection kit. Tests include follicle stimulating hormone. Oh, it is that. Okay. Luteinizing hormone. Oh. Prolactin. What's that? <laughs> East. Estradiol. <laughs> mm. uh, progesterone. Okay. Free androgen index. I don't know what that is. Is that anything to do with tissue paper? No. Testosterone. Mm. Sex hormone binding globulin. I want loads of that. <laughs> So we shall find out. And then it just says how it works. Collect your blood sample at home. And then a bit like, I mean, if you've done one before, Esther, then I guess, um, and I know you've been sent other ones for various other things. Mm -hmm. um, but I've never done one of these. The, uh, Doug did one for Ancestry once. I bought him Ancestry.com. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't blood, but you had to spit into a tube. And then the, it yeah. looks like it's the same situation where it's like you post it back and... Um, then you kind of register your number and stuff online and you can kind of track the process of it and then they'll deliver you your results digitally like that. Yes. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, I I, I did two this morning. So I did one, there was also oh. a company called Neovos mm -hmm. um, and that was um, a slightly simpler test um, and that was to test vitamin D levels. So it's very specific um, oh, yeah. So it's the same sort of thing, but I had oh, to kind of... Oh, you did do I, that in the end. I must confess, when Essa mm. said she was going to potentially do that, I was like what do you think it's going to say it's going to say <laughs> move to spain i mean yeah, i know it's going to say something like that um but i think the um yeah it's 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 interesting because i remember being quite worried about it when i first did that test like a, a few years back and um and the end result was yeah you're kind of running out of eggs kind of thing was 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 kind of what they said okay because um, i i think i failed to ovulate in that kind of time frame um, and so this time round, it's only one blood test, so it can only show us a snapshot of that yeah. one point in time. So um, also, when I had to fill out some stuff online after I'd done the test, um, you fill in loads of things. No, 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 just it's just literally just contact details. But at no point are you putting in whether you're on HRT. Uh, so any which I contraception am, at all? It doesn't ask. It doesn't ask. So I That's interesting. And doesn't ask about know. day of your cycle? It does. It will it will oh, ask no, yeah, I don't it, know that. You, I think you you well, you're just gonna have to put in you, you don't know. 
because um, okay. if it's if it's more than like a few months back, then there's the, obviously they're going to know that that something is you know remiss with the questions they're asking you. Because the thing is, so I put in the day of my last period, so that's fine and everything. But what I'm not putting down there is that I'm taking hormones. So yeah. obviously, my the hormones that I'm taking are probably going to affect the result, right? It might say that I am lush with estrogen when in fact I know that I've got like a little toenails worth. Yeah. So um, yeah. Did, did you feel, did you feel with the, with, what do you feel generally with doing these things that like you need to be in like perfect health? Because I get a bit anxious about that stuff. Like I've had a weekend of, just so everybody knows, Esther and I are actually due to holiday recording two episodes in one day here. I haven't had another weekend where I've been absolutely trolleyed all weekend. <laughs> um, but we've, I, I've just come back from, from, yeah, having like quite a boozy weekend, also having quite a lot of, like a lot of the time we kind of ate out and we're grabbing, you know, bits like pasta or burgers or like, you know, just like mm. easy bits. Um, and uh, I don't know. The reason that I hadn't done this test previously, I didn't do it last week because I just come back from holiday where I've been on an all-inclusive drinking pina mm. coladas every bloody day. <laughs> and this morning I was just kind of like, well, I need to crack on and just do it. So like if, you know, if it says you are absolutely full of wheat and uh you you will keel over now if you drink one more beer uh then mm. I guess I just I know that already but I I do think the stuff like that affects your hormones I have no idea I'm gonna say probably not but I'm no. not a doctor um and I because it is a snapshot in time, it's kind of like. I mean, on the one hand, it is a snapshot. Like I want in my time, snapshot on the to other be perfect. Hand, me, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you also need it to be honest, you don't it? Yeah. Don't you? But I, I don't think you know. I don't think a blood test is going to be particularly because they're only testing for for certain things. They're not testing blood alcohol. They're not testing. They're not testing for like loads. Of, I, I think the only way to absolutely definitively have an understanding of your female hormonal health and your vitamin D levels and your, you know, through blood testing is to do it quite a lot. That's what yeah. I reckon. And probably over the, in, in terms of this test, it probably would be really useful for us to do like one of these tests like every week and get someone to kind of comment on what happened in the shape of that, those kind of four weeks. I think that would be, in, I think, I, but it will be very, very interesting to see these results and see what it reckons is going on inside us. Yeah. In terms of kind of those, those hormonal kind of differential things. Christ knows. I mean, got you. Yeah. I think uh, yeah, so it's going it to be, might be, but in terms of the, the I was going to say, on. it might, it might be a bit of a, I don't know, a little, a, it might be something to take with a bit of a pinch of salt, do you think? Or, Oh, I don't know, Hall. Um, it's hard I don't to know. know. Really I guess hard we'll to see know. when we get the results. But yeah, like, yeah, I'm interested. I, I would really like to know because I think, I don't know. I'm always after some sort of a magical answer to where all my problems. But yeah. like I've been, ever since I've been on the coil, I've had anxiety. I've been a bit headachey. I've been, I've kind of had symptoms that haven't felt entirely me. And I mean, it, I, I don't think it's to do with hormones necessarily, but I'm interested to see how my body's behaving right now, like mm. in ways that I can't see on the outside sort of thing, because, um, yeah, I don't know. I want a bit more information and especially if it can kind of tell you things like, like if it's affecting, I'm not too fussed on some of the stuff like mm. weight yeah fucking probably 
but like there's not much that I can really do about that I would rather not have a baby so I probably will crack on with the with pumping myself full of hormones at the moment but maybe energy levels and um fertility I worry about that all the time I don't know why but I just because I haven't had a period for such a long time and I haven't had a chance to um like to to know for sure yeah uh that's something that worries me so yeah I don't know we'll see um but it's very interesting that it doesn't ask you about contraception and stuff then because I presume we're going to have wildly different hormone levels being on hormones you'd hope yeah yeah Yeah, so you sort of think um but in terms of like practically speaking the way in which the the um the test is administered is is yeah this at home blood test and the one I did the vitamin D one was a little bit less significant you you for both of these you get like a little plastic doodah thing which when you squeeze a part of it it basically pricks your finger um and both of them will suggest doing it on the side of um your ring finger or your middle finger which is kind of okay. it, it hurts less there and you get you get a nice squid draw kind of yeah thing. Yeah. And I think, and the one I did, the vitamin D one, you just had to put like a blot of blood onto a paper. So there's not much, but this one, the Randox one, you do have to squeeze out some blood into like a little test tube thing. Um, So don't do it if you're feeling hungry. Like if if it's coming, if it, yeah, if you're coming, if it's close to lunchtime. Get back from our meeting then this afternoon yeah yeah um, read, read the result although I think it does say first thing in the morning is good. oh does it okay well I'll do it tomorrow then um do it tomorrow I don't do want to throw a spanner in the works um mm. but I have I have just seen that like that people don't really recommend doing them if you're on hormones because it's not going to give you any kind of an accurate portrayal of oh really well let's yes. just see what it says when it okay, comes back we'll shall we yeah let's okay. see let's see what it says um but yeah so that this one was you you're given quite a lot of accoutrements aren't you kind of like um plasters and kind of wadding and oh how lovely so it is and it's lovely so I I kind of spaced it all out and made sure I had everything that I I needed yeah and then you sort of prick your finger and you squeeze out the blood I just had to make sure and the reason why I was just checking that you hadn't that you'd eaten um I just had to make sure that Dave wasn't in the room when I did it because he would have keeled over he is oh is he a a bit of a fainty McGee Absolutely. The on one of our wouldn't have been a first date, but definitely within the first sort of couple of months that we were going out, he was driving somewhere, and I was in the passenger seat, and we were having a talk, and I had just given blood, and um, which I used to do quite regularly up mm-hmm. until having babies. I think I haven't done it since. They haven't been able to get a, a suitable vein. Oh, really? Um, and. Yeah, uh, rubbish veins. So uh, anyway, so I was talking to him and I, I was saying, oh God, it's so tricky when I go to give blood because they can never find a vein. My veins are kind of thin and mobile and they sort of have to push the needle in and then jiggle it across a bit and then push it in a bit more. At which point he just put his hand on my arm and just went, stop talking. And I looked at him and he had gone completely grey. Really? <laughs> yeah, <gasps> yeah oh, he can't, can't, let's can't prank handle him. blood. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Of course, he's got no. to listen to this episode as well. I now, know. Hasn't he? Sorry, Dave. <laughs> sorry, uh, Dave. I find sorry to Dave, but we 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 are talking about this now, and I am also going to talk about giving blood. Um, I haven't. <laughs> well, this isn't gruesome. This is just um, I haven't done it in ages either because you can't do it when you've had a tattoo for oh, wh- three to six months afterwards. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, 
and you can't do it if you have been I believe unless they've changed it recently you can't do it if you've been to Africa oh so okay. I've just had something every time I've been viable to do it again I've had something happen that's meant that yeah um so I feel really bad because I used to do it as well and it's such a mm-hmm. good thing to do and as soon as I can again I'd really like to do it I'll double check that now because I might be giving everybody false information but last time I did it I remember them asking lots of questions and I've obviously yeah. just been to Mauritius um, I know I know one thing that's changed in recent years has been about active gay men. I think that's been the yes. big thing that's changed, which has been brilliant because that was I mean I did in in some ways you could understand the limitations of the NHS in that you know to also test for other things before doing taking blood or whatever would would push it to its limit of and also I mean like when I go to give blood it's always been in a real put you up kind of place, you know they have absolutely zero. Oh yeah, money it'll to be spend like a school hall or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, custard creams are plenty, but um, oh yeah, always and the funny electrolyte <sighs> drink. I've just double checked. Sorry, brilliant. just for, to be clear about it, there are mm. yeah, a, there are areas, um, and it is mosquito based. So I, yes, dengue fever, yellow fever, Zika mm. virus, stuff like that. If you've been yeah. anywhere that has um, that can be an affected area then you have to wait four weeks after your visit to make sure that you don't get ill and if yeah. you do get ill with something then you have to wait six months before doing it oh, so I actually can give blood again in a couple of weeks yeah. which is good I thought I was gonna have to, I thought it was like six months or something regardless so I thought it's gonna have to wait ages but yeah. I completely agree with you on that on the point that you're making about um yeah gay men and yeah because um, it felt ruthless didn't it it really feels ruthless and I have to admit I do, mm. I do still feel I'm very interested if anybody works at a blood donation center or um, is a doctor who knows about this stuff. But I do still find that some of that stuff on the checklist does seem to be like a little bit prejudiced, maybe. Is that fair to say? But is it or is it But basically them just ruling out, you know, it means that they don't have to run it through so many tests because they've got no money well I hope they're checking I mean, for HIV and stuff if they're sc- they do but mm. they always said to me I mean it's been a long time since I gave blood I know that they check for HIV and I know they check for you know stuff but I think um that they always used to say that they they'll let you know if there's something remiss kind yeah. of thing um but it's not it's not a proper test I, okay I, you know so I so I think they they, they it's a it's a screening process isn't it it's trying to kind of reduce the risk of having to kind of discard pints of blood um or or, or, or whatever kind yeah of I suppose after it's been taken I, I think it just is like some of the questions that they ask in uh, I don't know I just wonder if there's a better way to do it that's less invasive and makes people mm. feel less like shit basically because oh there's a lot of kind of like have you been shagged from behind yeah it's a bit it's a bit like (laughs) that it's like oh some of them are like have you um have you had sex for drugs or money or something yes and I do appreciate what they're sort of but just like stop beating around the bush and be like have you got reason to believe that you would have contracted something or if you feel that you know if you're going to ask people very generalized questions that are basically assuming (laughs) if you're a sex worker then you're a dirty slapper who's got (laughs) teeming with things or if it's like then I think make sure that people get tested 
themselves before mm. going to regardless of who they are and like if, if they're sexually active then make sure that they've been test unless they have because I know obviously um with um that, that's how where they changed it recently for gay men isn't it is if, if you have a part a long-term partner that you've been sleeping with then that's okay right mm. Yeah, I, well, I don't know. I have, Something I like so. that. I think so. But you're but right. If, you're, if you have multiple list... sexual partners or if you've been like, you know, not been using contraception or you've been, then just regardless of who you are, what your job is, what your sexuality is, what your gender is. Yeah. Off your pop. Then yeah. they should just say but, off but your pop kind for of... a quick test before you come and give blood yeah. rather than, yeah, are you a big slag, basically? <laughs> it's just yeah. so horrible. It's so funny, isn't it? Because in that, also in that list of questions, it's like, yeah, have... Have you had bum sex? Have yeah. you conducted bum sex? Have you been to Paris in the last two months? <laughs> yeah. it's quite, it's quite... <laughs> and you sort of think, is that bad? And I remember going, I remember going at one point and doing the kind of, have you ever been to Paris in the last two months or whatever? And and just and said, I've not been abroad for a year. And I thought it I, that just made me look dreadful. I thought, you know, oh, you thought, so oh, I'm going to look very un- unadventurous and uncultured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, you know, oh, yes, no, I did go to the Musee, you know, Dorsey or something. <laughs> it was just like, it was, yeah, the, the random, the random collection of questions there. It sometimes I feels a little bit, I do understand what they're trying to do, but it sometimes feels a little bit like asking a lot of details and maybe what they're really trying to ask is, have you got a, uh, an STI or an illness or something that could be transmitted through blood? Yeah. Um, you know HIV malaria whatever it is but instead of just asking mm-hmm. you that or making sure that you've been screened for that before we take your blood we're going to ask you yeah. all sorts of questions about your lifestyle that are hugely presumptuous about the kind of person you might be if you've got those things <laughs> yeah who goes along and ticks yes to any of those rather than just turning around and walking out I know well I did last time tick yes to having had a tattoo in the last three months didn't think that that was a problem and then they were like off your trot hun <sighs> yeah I went all the way to the sports hall and I was looking oh, forward mate. to my custard creams <laughs> <laughs> I've been there one I had a packet of wheat crunches the last time I went there bacon oh, wheat crunches like, yeah I love it oh, so they go good. to the, I think they go to like Aldi or Lidl to get the snacks and it's the elite <laughs> they're so the kind good. of doesn't it make you laugh that like wheat crunchies or whatever that like um I can't remember what the crisps they do are at Aldi or Lidl, but you know, they kind of change big brand names. So it'll be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. would you like some Morn Flakes? Or like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it, it, that always makes me laugh. Yeah, Wheat Crunchies, I think. Yes, we probably yeah. were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sleet Munchies. <laughs> Sheet Munchies. Right, okay, uh, so... I think we should probably pile into a bit more, a bit more channel Kate of, chat. Kate. Yes, part so two. It, Kate, part two. Um, so last episode, she was talking about stuff we can do when we're pregnant and postnatally in terms of training and fitness and things that she learned while she was doing those sorts of things. Um, and in this particular chapter, she is talking about. I'm just checking my notes. Um, she's talking about. Um, well, getting back into running and get back into training after having a baby, um, which is a, you know, can be a, a bit of a, a bit of a slow journey. Mm-hmm. It was a bit quicker for her, I think. Um, but then mm, for reasons also, she'll expand on. Yes. Yeah. And she does, she does talk, um, 
um, at length about um, about sort of mental health issues, about kind of uh, about something called DMER, which I'll get her to explain in there. Um, about kind of some some postnatal scaries and not very nice things. Mm-hmm. Um, but also she talks about um, getting back into running when you don't have that much time, which let's face it, when you've got a newborn, you really don't have that. Like yeah. everyone thinks they're going to have acres of time because they always sleep, but you really don't because you spend, you know, all of that time watching them sleep. Um, I was going to say, presumably <laughs> you can't take your eyes off them the whole time no. because you're just thinking, no. is this doll suddenly going to stop? breathing exactly. or whatever it must be exactly terrifying. exactly so yeah so she's and she's got lots of words of wisdom on both her own experiences and for those of us that have bugger all time and want to go for a run or, or try and work on our fitness a little bit yeah so here's kate it's great and oh, i was gonna say super quickly i don't know whether we yeah. should say that me- maybe it's a bit of a trigger warning episode in this in the regard of just the fact that she does get quite deep into some mental health stuff most of mm-hmm. it is practical and what to do if you're experiencing something like it, but some of it is a bit sad. So maybe it's yes, not a full it's trigger warning. It's just some of this might be a bit sad. Sad times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but all good now. All good now. All so, good now. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So here's Kate. It's time. It's time. For a woman. Woman Very, very wise. Lovely. She's wise. <laughs> Paul, haven't you always dreamt of crossing that iconic finish line on the mall with Buckingham Palace behind you and a well-earned medal in your grasp? Well, of course, but the 26.2 miles that you've got to run before you get there, not so much. Yeah, fair enough. But I'm not talking about the London Marathon. Did you know that the London Vitality 10,000 finishes on the exact same mile? You can have the same final victory lap without having to run a marathon. As if. Isn't running a 10k still going to be a little bit tricky? I I think 10k runners are meant to be of the speedy variety. Well, yeah, that's true. Some of them are. But if you join our very own Women's Running Wave, we'll be setting off right at the back without any time pressure whatsoever. There'll be space for speedy runners and slow plodders alike. Plus, we'll be starting the race together and supporting each other all the way round. Well, 100% sign me up. And also, quick request, can we have a cold glass of Savvy B afterwards? Oh, most definitely. And not only that, but we'll also be meeting up beforehand in our own special women's running zone where we can all do a little excited wee in our pants together. Sounds bloody brilliant. Head to vitalitylondon10,000.co.uk today and select the Women's Running Wave when you sign up to run with us, as well as hundreds of other brilliant women. Link in the show notes. Um, But on the... Sorry, we're both bursting with questions for you guys. We are Um, both bursting with questions. But to bring it back round to the topic that we are all contractually obliged to bring it around <laughs> yes <to>. indeed <laughs> um you were saying obviously a big part of your mental health recovery journey exercise has been a part of but how has that been impacted by the physical aspect that you have just given birth the sacred vessel that you are and indeed and how has that how has that been um into you know how's that how's that impacted your running how's it impacted the 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 previous you who as we've said it was a, a very fit person 
Yes. Well, yeah. Mm. So I think the the first thing is that, yeah, I really did realise, I think, why I was quite a fit person before. And I think it, it was an element of mental distraction. So um, mm. it became very clear to me quite quickly, as I said. And anyone who anyone who caught the timeline of that has realised that I started exercising kind of before the six week postpartum mark, which is your recommended earliest um okay. and, and and miles before my, my the 12 week postpartum which is kind of your the the one that's sort of a bit more of an average recommendation so um yes basically again I was very lucky because physically I was I was not too bad after birth um and I was able to to move um and obviously because I'm a personal trainer I had some background in that so mm-hmm. um I was aware of what felt good what didn't what I needed to do for my pelvic floor and and obviously I didn't do any jumping and 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 all that sort of high impact stuff I picked a lot of lower impact options um but uh yeah so so I wouldn't necessarily recommend people to start (laughs) that early after having a baby um but uh, what I would definitely recommend is um I went to go and have a I hate the name of it it makes me feel sick but it was called the mummy mot um It's just, oh. it's just not my time. It's just not my terminology that I would like to use. No. For it. <laughs> it kind of goes along with that. Oh, baby blues terminology, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the name aside, the service was fantastic. So um, just to give a shout out because she was amazing. I went to Rosie at Bristol Physiotherapy for anyone in the local area. Um, and she, uh, yeah, because on the NHS, they don't actually really give you anything now or check you at all. You go along to your appointment six weeks. They go, how do you feel? And you say, sad. Um, or you say, fine. Mm. And they say, wonderful. Get yourself on some contraception and off you go. Um, mm. <laughs> so they don't do any checks. They don't check your ab separation. They don't check anything. So um, it's kind of, if you can afford it, kind of helpful to go and have this um, done at the same time, um, you know, a similar time. Um, and basically, yeah, she kind of did a full rundown of my labor of anything that was happening during pregnancy for me physically anything that happened afterwards anything that happened um that literally in between the birth and and this disappointment um she asked me what I wanted to do in terms of getting back to exercise so I said I was quite keen on getting back to running and and some high impact stuff because I do like that um so she ran me through a load of drills um which sounds scary but was really good she she kind of worked up to see where I was at because that gives her a good base for her guidance then um yeah she also offered an internal exam which I know some people feel quite triggered by quite Mm. so soon after labor but I would still so highly recommend it obviously yes not pleasant at all but for anyone who's going through this um oh it made so much difference she she checked everything that I could have possibly been worried about and more like and she showed me how to check my ab separation and she showed me um things like pelvic floor so pelvic floor exercises I've always been like holding in a wee um that's what I yeah what my understanding was apparently that's not even right at all so she was like oh she was like yeah you're, you're the front of your pelvic floor is fine she was like what you need to work on is the back part so she said so I want you to start as though you're holding in a poo and then bring it round to holding in a wee. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh my Which god! I've never I'm done in my do entire that. life. No, <laughs> I'm, li- do that I'm doing that right now, and it is. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it's really hard. hard. Really hard. How it's would hard. I hold in a poo? <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be having to practice now. <laughs> We're back on the poo. <laughs> so, and the second she got me to do that, the second I realised that actually, yeah, I thought my pelvic floor felt quite strong, but I had weakness at the back there, which I didn't realise. Um, oh, it was just amazing. So, yeah, would highly recommend that. And she basically said that, yeah, 
you know, despite all of that, I was looking quite good. And she said I could start doing um, like a couch 5K or a beginner 5K program, but with speed walking. So that's where she decided I start. Um, and she said, because I was quite lucky and everything had been quite okay, my pelvic floor and everything, that I could look to start running again at 12 weeks. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then she sent me on my way. We did have another check-in at 12 weeks um, to see how the, the running was going um, or the prep was going for running, and she mm-hmm. signed me off because everything had been going on and she'd given me exercises to do to get ready. Um, and another thing that she told me, which I was really interested by, because lots of people, even more people said to me about running than they did during pregnancy, they said, don't run straight after pregnancy don't run for a year after pregnancy like if you can they know you're gonna mess up your pelvic floor it's just not worth it and of course as a as a runner and as a part of the women's running team I was like well that doesn't sound very healthy yeah Um, yeah (laughs) that doesn't sound like a good thing to be telling women so um I was very interested to ask her her opinions on this and she said that she it does depend she said some people do need to wait a year if they've had a particularly difficult birth physically but she was like actually things like running because they're single leg impact it's actually less intense than going and doing like burpees and squat jumps and she was like but really? you know nobody really says anything to you about that but they say oh god don't run um and so she yeah she was quite keen and, and promoting the fact that yeah definitely it's absolutely fine to do as long as it feels good and if it starts to feel bad if you start to notice any symptoms any you know sort of unwanted leaking or um, any dragging or pulling she was like it doesn't mean you've broken yourself it just means you need to dial it back and and go back mm-hmm. to speed walking and get your body used to that thing of holding holding a pelvic floor and and taking the impact um so yeah all of that I found wildly in- interesting <laughs> yeah oh my this God. is all what this is tying together for me is that you are resilient as hell Kate yeah yeah <laughs> so resilient and that women and our bodies women are so much more resilient than I've ever realized totally like Mm -hmm. it's yeah it it, like I said it it genuinely took me by surprise like how resilient our bodies can be um and also sometimes how how they can hold on to trauma in different ways too yeah (laughs) but but yeah it, it it blew my mind and um and yeah, so so from that, I've been able to to get back back on on running, um, and it feels really good and really sustainable. Um, yeah, relatively quickly. So so mm-hmm. yeah, for anyone out there who's worried about that, as long as things kind of go well with your birth and stuff, yeah, it could be yeah within twelve weeks that you're getting back to to kind of yeah. So well, so how it's has it been? It's been seven months, isn't it? Since Cash almost yeah, a couple of almost seven days, months. Yeah. yeah. So what does your like say? What do you do in a week now? What do you? Yes. So um, I've I've coined this plan, um, the the running plan for people trying to get back into running uh, who are time poor. Um, <laughs> it maybe mm-hmm. needs a bit of a tweak to make it more catchy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, essentially, obviously, when you are maternity leave and you have a baby, I've got loads of time um, to be doing things, and especially with pretty much all of the plans the plans on our website for starting running the couch to 5k um they all have three runs a week um at least um Mm. as well as obviously you're recommended to do strength training stretching well I just didn't have time for that like I couldn't find someone to look after the cash of that regularly especially Mm. with all the mental stuff going on for me as well sometimes I didn't feel like it so um so yeah so basically um and this is really good advice, actually, for anyone who's coming back into running. You don't have to have just had a baby to do this. If you've taken a break from running, maybe a year, maybe maybe two or three, um, 
but you have a decent cardio base, um, especially if you were quite into it before, you don't have to go right back to the beginning um, and, and do it really, really slowly and do those three runs, 20 minutes and a lot of walking. You can kind of make it work for you. So what I did was I amalgamated sessions. So I did one and a half of the uh, of the training um, sessions in one run because um, mm-hmm. obviously then you're saving time and you're warm up, you're cool down and obviously just getting out of the house. Um, and then I would do the other one and a half um, on the other run um, which worked really well because it made it a bit more challenging a bit more like actually probably where I was at I didn't feel like I was oversimplifying things and bored Mm -hmm. of it but also it was it was still getting in that endurance and that amount of mileage because as a personal trainer that's key you need to make sure especially if you're coming back after a break that you are getting the gentle slow miles in it's no point rushing to halfway through the plan and then wondering why where you're feeling out of breath or why you you even you know you get injured because you're suddenly trying to run for 10 minutes straight um if that's not where you are so um yeah the key is getting the mileage um but you don't have to do them as three separate sessions um and then beyond that I also made sure and again I would recommend this to anyone that if you can try and do that strength work as well right from the start don't wait till it starts to feel a bit funny um get it going from the beginning and especially postpartum because obviously your strength is amazing but it's all over mm-hmm. the shop <laughs> like your your glutes have changed because they shift under you and 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 your core's not the same and all this stuff so that's really important too um so so yeah so at the moment my week looks like I will do um a run on say Monday obviously the days of the week change all the time around on Monday um I try and do either a strength session or like a dynamic yoga class because that's a bit of strength and stretching um midweek and then sometime towards the end of the week weekend I'll try and do another run as well kind of following along on my plan that I'm doing this sounds genius it does doesn't it it's not yeah yeah, it sounds a lot more doable than I felt really overwhelmed at the beginning because I did start trying to do all the sessions and and I just felt very panicked (laughs) but the idea of squidging things together like because I mean even even not in a place where you've just had a baby Mm. you know even just yeah like you say time poor people it's such a good idea. It's such a good idea yeah. because I remember before, like if you start thinking about, yeah, like you said, like if you if you've got three runs a week, trying to put in two strength sessions and maybe a yoga session because you've been told you should or Pilates mm. or something, you start thinking, well, I don't have enough days. No, actually. it feels overwhelming, and then you just <laughs> end up being like, well, then I just sack it all off. That's what I do. That's my mentality. Yeah. Is when I yeah. start to feel overwhelmed by all of that, then I go, well, if I can't do it perfectly, then I give up. Yeah, and and that's not individual. Mm. Like so many people feel like that. That is, yeah. if they see a, a, a training plan that basically has more sessions in it than days in the week, yeah. they're like, "What? What the? F- how on earth?" But if your strength session is fifteen to twenty minutes of kind of lower and upper body moves, you could easily do, like you said, you could easily do like a twenty minute run, yeah, and then the twenty minute strength afterwards, and then you've got a double tick, haven't you? Or, or the way that I would do it on a Wednesday morning, which is go for a run in the, um, before the kids go to school, and then do yoga yeah. at quarter past nine, mm-hmm. and then I'm doing my stretch. Exactly, and I get both of them t- double tick it means you get like a star sticker for that day. Yeah, well, exactly, and even mm. splitting as well. So if you live in a distance where you could run to your gym, if it take you 10, 20 minutes or whatever, you could run to the gym, do your your session, and then run back again. And obviously, if you're a pro athlete, I know there's we've got some articles actually on the website that I've contributed to around oh, when is the best time to do your strength compared to your running? And yes, if you're mm. a pro athlete, this probably isn't for you, but if you're a pro athlete, you've probably got a bit more 
time to devote to this yeah <laughs> whereas yeah, yeah as uh, especially I didn't really understand until I had a baby how much time pressure having a baby puts on you like having children I was just like it's yeah. fine I'll just get up an hour earlier and go and work out well no not if he's been up all night I'm not doing that um yeah <laughs> um so yeah so so I've really understood now that actually yeah it's about doing it when you can and amalgamating what you can and that's why yeah I was saying like with the strength stuff sometimes I'm um, Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Like, oh, I haven't stretched in ages and I haven't really got time to, so I'll go and do a dynamic yoga session. It's not my favorite type of yoga, I won't lie. I like lying down mm. the yoga. Um, but <laughs> <Me too. laughs> if it means that I put the two together and I do the 45 minutes hot yoga class that's, that's doing loads of single leg stuff and some core work and a mm. bit of stretching, well, then it's all done. That's it. Ticked it off for the week and then I don't need to worry about it anymore. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Genius. I mean, it's excellent advice. 10 out of 10 for kind of exercises <laughs> that can combine sort yeah. of three things in one. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, that's why that's why I keep on going on about my boot camp because yeah. she does stretches beforehand and we do the kind of strength stuff, but there's a bit of cardio in there and then you do stretches afterwards. And I just think, oh, it's like four good things in one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> really, we are people who have, um, you know, follow training plans and stuff before, but... But like, if you are a time poor person who just wants to exercise a bit, then mm. honestly, just doing that once a week for for I'm going to say normal people here. Um, <laughs> for normal people, I would say a session like that where you're incorporating some strength, some yeah. cardio, some stretching. Mm. Kate, you can tell me if this is total bollocks, but that <laughs> feels like that's no, a very good way to be conditioning right. your yeah. body. It mm. is. It is. It is. I read it in like you know my favorite news source. Other, <laughs> other other newspapers are available um, but I read I read there was a feature just the other week that was just saying if you squish all of your exercise into one bit in the week then it's just the same as doing three bits in the week it's like yeah okay fine well this is Done. the thing I think yeah it's about what works for you and and it, and I yeah very much used to be something every day that was my thing for my mental health and everything else um and I was, I was uh, obviously a lot more active walking because obviously I do sometimes walk with um with cash but he uh you know it's a bit it's a bit different <laughs> it's mm. not as far and it's not as fast and it's it's, it's different um so um you know, I, I really was missing that, but I realised that yeah, actually, if I just put all my kahunas into the the two or three sessions I can do, well, that feels actually to my body that feels similar to doing you know those something every day, every day, yeah, stuff like that. Which again, you just it sounds simple when you say it out loud, but I kind of get lost in it when sometimes I'm trying to plan my my workout week and stuff. I get lost in it completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can understand that. So, so what about the future? What's what are you are you gunning for anything? Are you hoping for anything? Are you? I mean, yes, <laughs> somewhat um, ambitiously. Well, not actually, no, not ambitiously at all. Um, so, I'm hoping to join you guys at the Vitality 10K. <laughs> Yay! Woo! 
Um, mostly because, and in fact, actually, this is a special shout out to this podcast. So when I was right in the middle of my not very wellness, um, the one thing that I could actually really do was listen to you guys on the podcast because um, you were very known, very safe. Nothing was very triggering. Um, sorry, I'm getting a bit emotional now. Um, oh, <laughs> and it was um, when you had the Paris trip and I was listening and hearing all about that. And um, it just sounded like exactly what I needed. Um, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Sort of a community of women. So, um, so yeah, um, as soon as I heard there was another event, I was like, right, I'm doing it. So that's what I'm working towards. But I think I might be walking half of it, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Perfect if that's how you're feeling because oh my god we've missed you and we're so happy to have you back and <laughs> oh so will god, this yes. community of women and I know that there will be plenty of people who'll be buzzing to see you <laughs> and it will feel like yeah you hopefully will all feel like swaddled and swathed yeah. if you know what yeah. I mean yeah and it's, it yeah. will feel like that and it will genuinely be like that yeah. as well because oh, yeah. the, the hugs that we had in Paris, Paris. You will be hugged. We're yes. going to hug each other so much. <laughs> I want to hug every kilometre. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the goal. And then secondly, yeah. in terms of that, like thinking that you're going to walk half of it, I mean, I'm feeling a bit similar at the moment. I'm not 100% sure what my goal is with it, but I think it is the perfect event for feeling like, I don't know, there's just so much variation in what your goal might be. I'm sure there'll be people who want to do a 10k PB because it's a relatively fast course, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there'll be people who haven't really been to London very much and they'll yeah. enjoy Wanna the kind of sightseeing aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there'll be people who it will be their first ever 10k and that's the longest that they've ever run. Uh, but for me, I think similarly to you, Kate, the my goal around that day is going to be about community and I think as long as I get over the finish line and as long as we can support each other so that everybody who's there in our wave together can get over the finish line then I think that's my that's my goal as well so I I want to chat all the way around (laughs) yeah that's what I want to (laughs) do that is what we need I think that's it I think yeah it's just that space of of whatever anyone needs they can get from it which um exactly yeah obviously I, I did care about that before but especially since having a baby I've really come to value yeah the community of women there's something magical yeah <laughs> um, about it and about how how women even now like sometimes I'll be out um and I, I wear cash in a sling quite a lot um and it was tipping it down the other day and three separate women came over and asked me if I wanted to borrow their umbrella to walk back to the car and things like that and it's it's mad it's magic it's magical um and it's it's yeah I just think women are brilliant, basically. <laughs> oh, we cry. I feel like this is going to be a wee episode. <laughs> We've been through the gamut. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, oh, oh, mate, well, yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing your story yeah. with us all. I think thank you for it, listening. <laughs> I mean, it's been fascinating and it's been emotional and it's been helpful I'm, I mean yeah I think regardless of of whether people I mean I'm sure it'll be super super useful for people who are having a baby thinking about having a baby have had mm. babies and yeah. wondered what the fuck was going on the whole time yeah um, but I also think just in general for anybody struggling with mental health for anybody who mm. is time poor but wants to exercise and knows that it's beneficial yeah. for them but struggles to fit it in you are a goddess and a general genius oh, indeed you are <laughs> just, yeah thank <laughs> god you're coming back to us is all I, can yeah. say. I know roll on um, october oh yeah oh, I, can't, I honestly can't wait um 
ago. I know, again, lots of people say to me, oh, enjoy the maternity leave. Oh, don't, don't, don't go back to work too soon. For me, uh, I need that balance. I need the balance. Yeah. That's who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. I hate those people, Kate. <laughs> me too. All those people are like, enjoy the newborn thing. Enjoy them at primary school. Enjoy them. It all goes so quick. And it's like, it doesn't move <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> quickly. It doesn't. My work, I think I've said it on here before, but I remember specifically having my baby and looking forward to, I think it was six weeks um, when they're supposed to <laughs> sleep through the night, right? I was looking through to this and I made a comment on Facebook about how I was expecting my child to sleep through the night at six weeks and it didn't happen. And that person turned around and went, oh no, it's more like three months. And when I was at six six weeks, another six weeks felt like two decades. Yeah. It yeah. does not go quickly. It's because you're awake no. so much. You, you're, <laughs> yes. you have double time. <laughs> John and I were saying this. We genuinely, it's getting easier now. But at the mm. beginning, we were like, oh my God, we're living two days in every one day. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what's happening. Like, it's I'm, awful, I'm guys. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. Um, yeah. <laughs> but after I, 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 my thing is I strongly believe that it only ever gets easier. Yeah. So after the first bit, it then starts getting incrementally and it's not a straight line. Yeah. Easier. And so mm-hmm. when people say to me, I'll just you wait until <sighs> I get to, and it's like, yeah, I know it's going to be difficult, but it will be differently difficult and not as difficult yeah. as the first <laughs> month. The first month was the and worst. <laughs> I think as well, I think, yeah, I'm trying now to really honour when I'm finding something difficult and not be like, oh, but I should enjoy it because he won't be this little for long. Do you know what? He won't be this little for long, <laughs> but it's okay if I'm finding elements of this particular stage difficult. And I know yeah. that it will change soon and that's making mm-hmm. it easier for me to cope with it because I'm very much a person that if something's happening, I think it's going to happen forever. Um, <laughs> but also it means that when now when I'm starting to look back on the times when I took the pressure off myself, I'm a bit like, oh God, wasn't it awful when he was throwing up everywhere? But yeah. he was so cute and that was when he did his first smiles and I yeah. loved that. And, yeah. and I think that that's it. You don't have to love every bloody minute of no, it. No, of course. It's not good every minute. Yeah. <laughs> there'll be nuance to it and I suppose also I mean you guys tell me because maybe I'm being too vague about this and when it's your own child it's different but if you think about like how different adult humans interact with kids like how can you say enjoy this bit or wait till this bit objectively like that because everybody has different stages that they're more into like yeah. I find people newborns terrifying I'm so scared they of them. terrifying yeah but I so love fragile. when kids are about two or three I say this without having had my own children who are two <laughs> or three I'm aware yeah, big tick but big tick for two and three comedy no. fucking gold they're so yes. funny and yeah. it's I, I have that with my niece now which is obviously a child I can return at the end of the day (laughs) so it's a slightly different thing but I was really really anxious of her when she was little because I felt lots of pressure to um like immediately be in love with her and she was completely gorgeous but I didn't really know how to interact with her because you don't you don't really get anything back at that point yeah it's difficult when they're not kind of fully formed people yeah Yeah, when they can't when they can't react you're putting all the energy and you're getting nothing back yeah Yeah. and although she was gorgeous and and objectively the most little squishy thing that was very very cute I didn't really know how to behave whereas now she is talking and walking and has her own personality and can be naughty or can be she though Mm. we're actually not supposed to use the word naughty 
as a, as a bad spirited. Yeah, yeah, spirited. Um, that she, I, I love being around her because she is just, she, she can talk to you for ages about little details of look, there are trees over there and uh, Paddington Bear has got toes or whatever it is that she might be telling you. And it's so fascinating. So I guess there are always going to be, and there might be other people who go, I don't give a flying fuck about what she's talking about. This is the most dull thing I've ever heard in my life. But when she was tiny, so I mean, there are always going to be different phases that different people mm. are interested in. And I think it's totally fine, exactly. even with your own child, surely to be like, yeah. Yes. I am still yes. a person with preferences and with a personality. Yeah. And I don't really get on with, yeah. two-month-year-olds they're a little bit difficult for me to interact exactly. with I, and I, no nor could I and I would absolutely love to start a campaign right now to stop anyone giving those kind of like overarching truths yeah. about mm. parenthood which are bollocks it and should. they should start it with a kind of my experience yeah. is that at six months, it was amazing. Yeah. And at 12 months, it was a bit shit. Not, oh, at six months, you'll have an amazing time. Yeah. You'll be having a wonder week or something bollocks oh, like that. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's the wills and the shoulds, and I can't be doing with them. No. Personal experience, always welcome. Share with yeah. me yeah. your personal experiences. That's <laughs> yeah. wonderful. Yeah. But don't say, you will, you should. Um, yeah. Yeah. Next month, you will do find this. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And my, my personal preference is that I absolutely... I know this is really weird, but I do love a birth story. Oh, so oh, yeah. sitting up with a cup of tea and a bicky, and like, oh, tell me everything, you know. I guess knowledge is power, things. isn't it? And <laughs> so it's like what we don't want is people telling us what we should feel about things and how we mm. should behave or what we should expect. But I think arming ourselves with more information to decide mm. how to decide what we want to do with and how we feel about it for ourselves is is great. Mm. So yes, share. Yeah all your knowledge and all your information because that's powerful but don't be going oh this is exactly how it'll be for you because this is what it was like for me or no yeah well in fact I hope no one has to have what happened to me so (laughs) I think that's the that's the ringing truth of it isn't it really everyone's on their own journey and they've got to have their own experiences and I think that's that's what makes it a good journey yeah (laughs) wise guys wise 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 (laughs) Well, this was a very wise podcast all around. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. I loved it though. Hol, I've got some big news. Oh, yeah. You know, we do a very brilliant actual magazine as well as this podcast, yeah? I, I'm aware and sometimes involved. <laughs> well, you can get your hands, if you don't have it already, on your very first copy of Women's Running for just 99 because you're our pod squad 99p that's actually amazing that's like not that much more than a freddo <laughs> no, it's not i don't even know if freddos cost more than 99 yeah, they, they might do actually they might do yeah <laughs> so all you need to do is go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter podcast when it asks you for a promotion code and you'll get a copy for 99p isn't that lovely that sounds epic to me uh hello hello (laughs) all right how you doing we're back and i think if i remember rightly now Mm -hmm. slightly jollier than i think we were having a little bit of a weep towards the end of that but in a lovely emotional way about the joy of community and how much we love all of you guys and each other um we do speaking of you guys do you want to do some letters oh let's do some letters what have you got 
okay, let me have a look. I very professionally gone off all of them that I was looking at earlier. Here we go. So, yeah. uh, well, this one is kind of, I mean, big anxiety chat this episode. and um, But I think it's still, if we've got time, worth us talking about this because it was super interesting. So this is from Lottie. Um, who is also on our lovely patron Discord. So uh, I see her popping up sometimes. Um, it's quite long. So I think to give you the general rundown, thank you so much because there's so much info here. Um, mm-hmm. But um, basically she has just run a half marathon. I don't think she said which half marathon it was, but she's just run one. Um, her general running story, so she's nearly 61, started doing couch to 5k um, and then did a 10k um, a few years ago and um, during the pandemic, as lots of us did, um, and is now very much in love with the runner's high and all of the stuff that we all do it for. Um, so she was going to say yesterday, big day of when she did her half marathon. Uh, I think this email came in, uh, came in on Monday. So this was when this, at time of this episode coming out, it will have been a couple of weeks ago. Uh, So she said, I've done the training, the research on fueling and felt physically and practically prepared. But post run, I realized how mentally unprepared I was. Mm. Uh, I think as she goes on, I would say that's beating herself up because you don't know how this is going to, what's going to happen sometimes. But I understand what she means. I hadn't slept well all week. And uh, convinced myself I was ill or would get an injury. Uh, apparently, the Discord listeners all reassured her that this was totally normal, which I love to hear. Um, but the morning of the race, um, she had a real sense of kind of foreboding, bordering on panic attack, um, mm. which I totally, I totally get. I really get that foreboding experience. I think that, um, well, maybe I'll finish reading and then we can discuss. But um, mm-hmm. race... Uh, oh, sorry. So she goes on to say, probably the thought of feeling exposed with all those runners, I guess. I knew I could run the distance, but started to feel unwell, not the buzz I was expecting. The race started and many were running together. And I tried to get in my alone zone behind the pacer, but it all seemed like a bit of a sensory overload. I was trying to listen to music to block out distractions, but that's tough when people run past you. And I had to keep saying to myself, get a grip. They look much younger than you, though. Yeah. I'm sure I would be running with you, Lottie. Don't worry. Not not always um, young runners are very fast. Uh, But um, it was going okay. And I actually started chatting to a lovely girl who was running at my pace, um, who I unfortunately lost um, when I had to nip off for a pee in a cornfield. Sorry, Farmer Brown, she said. (laughs) Uh, But at 15k, an ambulance drove past and it triggered my health anxiety a bit. I was already feeling a bit sick after taking a high five gel and gulping water at water stations. Nevertheless, this sick feeling really unsettled me as I'd never really experienced it and not to that extent. At 17k, after running up a grueling hill, I started to feel really weird, like I was either going to throw up or shite myself. This feeling made me panic, and I thought I was going to die even, and then thought, relate to this, then thought, how embarrassing, as my friends and family are at the finish line and I might not make it. I always feel how embarrassing I'm going to die, and it's so silly, but it's such a thing. Um, uh, My main objective was to run without stopping and enjoy it, but I had to slow to walking pace so that I could subdue the physical sensation um and try and ease the panic mm-hmm. i managed to run mainly the rest of the course but to be honest it was a struggle and i didn't feel good and hadn't totally met my objective i was determined to finish though and it was amazing to see the pride in my family and friends faces normally after a training run i'm buzzing and energized but i didn't feel like that and it concerned me maybe running in events isn't for me or maybe the more i do the more i'll relax and um 
yeah, the more relaxed I'll feel. Also, I have the so what now feeling and feel really flat and everyone expects me to be jumping for joy. Um, she said, it, uh, this is the bit that I related to here. She said, I, I guess it's like Christmas for me. I love the build up, but the day comes and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, um, yeah, it's, that's done now. The bottom line for me is now, uh, is what now? Um, doesn't help when it was suggested I do more non-active challenges, like learning Spanish. I'm guessing that might have been from family. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think um, there was a, there's obviously, there's a lot in there, but I found yeah. th- those were the main points that I found interesting. Sorry if I did that a bit rubbishly. I was trying to kind of pick out the bits that I thought we should talk about. Uh, thank you, Lottie, for being so honest and for sending all of that in, because I think that can be such a real experience. Uh, I know you've definitely experienced. Should we start with that like post-run flatness? Oh, my God. Do you know, I was reading something the other day about, because the Christmas thing was like, oh, my God. So something the other day, I think it was in a book I'm reading, where someone was talking about their mother at about four o'clock in the afternoon on Christmas Day going, well, that's it for another year then, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And my dad she talks that. about the rush, the rush of sorrow that you feel on those words. It's yeah. just like it was a bit like you know every every Sunday afternoon evening at about five o'clock when I'd see my parents getting their diaries out to to figure out what was going to be going on during the week that would make me have the absolute Sunday scaries. Yeah. Getting rid of Christmas on the actual day of Christmas is just it's ugh, the it's, worst. It, my dad used to or oh, he's such a. Um, he loves a bit of a bit of bathos, um, and he loves to say as soon as we've all opened all of our presents, he loves to go. Well, all over now, every Christmas. Oh, it's horrid! Isn't I know it? it's so it's sad. Horrid. It's so sad. It's because I I constantly well yeah. So so bringing it back to to the letter, I think the equating that finish of the race with that feeling as opposed to a feeling of euphoria, which we have been throughout all kind of media and social media, we're sort of told that we should feel euphoric at the finish line and possibly for hours, days afterwards, we should be riding a wave of kind of amazing feeling. And I didn't have that after the last marathon at all. I, Mm -hmm. I almost instantly fell down in terms of my mood and um and thing and and I but 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 what she's kind of saying is is it's really hard when it's your first race because that's your experience and, and and kind of doesn't kind of preempt you to want to kind of sign up to another one but the feelings lots of the feelings that she talks about which you we've talked about this loads before on the pod things that you could attribute to anxiety are also things you can definitely attribute to that thing that's happening in the moment. You don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to think that you are having a mental health crisis in the middle of a run when actually the physical things that you're experiencing are very, very, very normal. And when she's so talking true. about the panic, the panic of having a, an ambulance going past, oh my God, that would spook so many people. Uh, yeah, I had exactly I, that in the bath half, which is the bit that, that I really related to. Like, I, I really struggle with that sense of foreboding that she was talking about that like, um, for me, that is honestly, I know it feels like it can feel like no one has ever experienced this before and your brain will try and tell you that you're feeling that for good reason because it's trying to protect you. But it is such a normal symptom of anxiety to feel that that sense of doom and like something awful is going to happen. And actually, funnily enough, of peanut allergy. My friend Meg's got a peanut allergy and one of the symptoms is sense of doom. (laughs) 
Oh, really? Yeah, she once ate, had some peanut oil and then was like, I'm going to die. Something awful is going to happen. I'm going to die. And then we looked it up and it was because she had a sense of doom is a thing. Anyway, so, but main, mainly anxiety. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I, I really, really struggle with that feeling. It's really nasty. And I think sometimes when you're anxious about something, when you're nervous about something, um, of course, there is. It's a huge physical toll you're taking on your body. It's an amazing feat when you run mm. a long distance race, and of course, your brain might have something to say about that because it yeah. it might not necessarily be super keen for the pain or the hardship or the, mm-hmm. the what's going to come. Um, and that's a classic way that it tries to tell you not to do something because. It, it was trying to protect you but really you know you're fine you've done the training you know you can do this mm. and uh I think it's a really difficult feeling to get past but I think you just have oh to oh my god yeah, yeah trying to translate it to excitement is something that I do so when I feel anxious I try and think of that as just feeling energized I think we've talked about this on the pod before that like mm-hmm. those feelings are obviously really really similar and um sometimes it's you can confuse and conflate them and um trying to kind of translate that as like oh I'm really excited for this is something that works for me but yes all that being said you can be doing all the right things you could have done a meditation and taken your CBD oil and had eight hours sleep and and had a you've done perfect carb loading before and not drunk alcohol for two weeks previously and whatever and you could still mm. see an ambulance go past and it could totally trigger you. And I had exactly that in the bath half. It really freaked me out. And I thought it was about eight miles in. And I was like, I, yeah. can't, I can't do this. I'm only halfway and I'm already starting to struggle. I, I absolutely can't do this. I'm going to end up like that person. Uh, there was also someone being violently sick that made me have a real panic. Yeah, yeah. that's that's unpleasant, isn't it? I th- yeah. I, I And also because... No matter how much training and preparation you put into running a race, particularly for the first time, you can't ever emulate what race day is going to be like Mm. because running with other people around you makes you panic and Mm. stressed and stuff. Like I remember before, before, um, we did our, one of our more recent half marathons, a a bath one, not, I can't remember which one now, but I remember ensuring that I went to park run kind of a couple of weeks beforehand to kind of to get that feeling of what it would be like to run with other people like hearing other people's feet and breathing and having people overtake you and you overtaking people that kind of feeling um because I remember the first time I remember my first ever park run and feeling that so intently and yeah. I found it so stressful and I vowed when I finished not out loud but I vowed that I would never do it again because I found it all so incredibly stressful and yet I went on to do half marathons and marathons and and yeah the more you do it the less you have those feelings but the feelings are still there it's like stage fright definitely you know definitely so it's kind of, I, yeah. yeah I think that um I'm sure it's completely normal to feel like if you had a bit of a rubbish one that you might not want to do another one. And like you're saying, Esther, I think, um, I mean, often I think that that can be like, if you, you forget the pain a little bit after when you've got a little bit of mm-hmm. hindsight might be a bit of a thing. Um, you might go on and do an Esther and be like, actually, I think, you know, even if there are aspects of races that might not be your favorite thing ever, like crowds or I think there are there are always things that like I really really like racing because I feel like I really really thrive off the support I um it feels like 
otherwise why am I doing this a little bit sometimes like I mm-hmm. I don't I I'm a bit of a of a of a showboater I suppose and I don't really I don't really get stage fright I get really excited to go on the stage so I guess that's sort of my little bit of going on the stage um but that being said um I think some people really don't like racing. I really struggle with the lead up and I kind of have the opposite experience where like I've had awful anxiety before and had to drop out of things because I get that doom thing where it's like something awful is going to happen. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm going to die if I do this. I'm something like that. Um, and, uh, and so everyone's different. And like, for me, that meant same as Esther. I took a bit of a break from racing for a bit and then did the bath half and then the Paris half in quite close succession and actually really, really loved both of them. I think there's always going to be a different experience every time you do something like this. And I hope it doesn't put you off, Lottie, because yeah. like it might do. And you I might do not, another one and go, I don't really like racing and that's totally fine. But yeah. I think, you know, equally you might do another you one and go, that was incredible. Mm. Yeah. You, you you absolutely do not have to race. No one is telling you that you have to race. It's only what's it's only you telling you that you want to race or have to race or tr- want to try and race. But I think like one of the big positives in that email was the the running section where she found someone to run with. Yeah. And she talked about how that was great. And so perhaps that's something to kind of carry on to the next one is potentially finding a running buddy or a group of running buddies with whom she could run with, which is quite weird, especially if you're used to lonely running and that's what what feels like your your comfort zone, which I thoroughly concur with because we know that that's my absolute comfort zone and that's my happy place, that I like to go for a long run and I like to just listen to my book and and have time to myself. Mm. But that's not to say that running with someone else isn't the biggest distraction in the whole world because it's, it's one of the best things, to I think, to subdue that kind of anxiety and that panic is to have someone just to talk to. Totally. And even if you're not talking, but you've just got someone there. Yeah. And it, it, it's just, it can be just wonderful. And I think exactly. kind of actually if you, some of the best people to run with, I would say, um, slightly biased, would be the pod squad. Yeah, ideal. And I, I reckon that through Patreon and Discord, that I reckon she might be able to pick up on, you know, one or two people who might either be able to point her in the right direction or actually be joined be able to join up with her and it's mm-hmm. very easy to sort of have a look on Strava and Garmin and just say oh actually you run your 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 miles are like a minute faster than mine or your you know you just figure out what your pace is you might be in the Find same kind of camp kind of, yeah yeah exactly yeah and maybe go on a or maybe half a run with sometimes I do half a run with a run buddy so yeah. I do I do a bit of a run I meet up with her we run a bit of the canal we come back and then I run a little bit on my own yeah and always the bits on my own take longer feel horrible are the worst bits I completely agree I think that's why I like racing compared to training runs because so often I sometimes run them with my friend Lex but on the whole I will do training runs on my own and it feels so nice and I feel so I feel just like a purpose to it because I'm again everybody's different but I'm a very extroverted person and people are a lot of the reason that I get up in the morning literally sometimes I wake up and if no one else is awake I'm like what's the point in being alive and go back to sleep um but (laughs) but I feel like um yeah it suddenly makes it all worth it seeing everybody else in this community doing it together I think the alone zone thing that Lottie talked about it's a really interesting thing because I totally get that and I don't want to say don't do that because I think honestly it completely it 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 does depend on who you are and and the practice and doing multiple races and stuff until you kind of know quite what works best for you but I 
I I haven't liked it when I've done that. Uh, I'm exactly the same as you, Esther. I feel like I need someone to talk to on the start line if I possibly can, even if it's a total stranger, like Lottie's done. Yeah. Like where it's so easy to just be like, oh, you know, didn't do quite as many long runs as I hoped or oh I love your leggings or like you can definitely you can always spark those conversations on the start line and get chatting to someone um and uh and I find that really reassuring because otherwise I will sit in my own head and tell myself that I can't do this and I'm totally crap yeah absolutely and that's the thing that's absolutely that is kind of what I was talking about um earlier is that is any different thing on a run can throw you and like, uh, like for, for New York Marathon, I am not allowed to wear a hydration pack, which I think I might have brought up before. Oh, no. And for, <gasps> la- mm, for the last two weeks, that's all I've been focusing on is like, mm. how am I supposed to do a long run without a hydration pack? But equally, if someone was to run with a hydration pack, that's going to make them feel a bit weird. Running with, running with someone, if you're not used to it, is weird. Running without someone mm-hmm. when you're used to running with people is weird running with music when you're not used to running with me you know having the crowds having people around you all those little adjustments can make your run feel less good than yeah make it feel different brilliant yeah you know kind of 5k training run or whatever so it's kind of even when I've enjoyed the experience of a lot of races that I've done recently like I have run every single one of them slower than I planned to and I was a bit sad about that like my pacing wasn't as fast as it was in my training runs and I've talked about it before and I think that's maybe quite weird because lots of people would run a race Mm. faster because it's like crunch time it's the day the big day but I think I find a lot of those things I think that depends yeah I mean it totally depends on your goals doesn't it and that was where I was going to bring it round Mm. to with like you saying Lottie that you're disappointed about that you had didn't quite reach your kind of objective and I think it's so difficult when just like you were saying Esther when we set ourselves these objectives while we're doing something that like is so different really to what the race day is actually going to look like like your training runs down the same bit of canal or down the same I know like around the same park over it or whatever it is wherever you run on your own often Mm. or with one or two other people um headphones Mm -hmm. in I never wear headphones to race and if you do then often as we've discussed before in the pod there'll be specific criteria that you have to meet we have to wear bone conducting ones or you're not allowed to wear them at all or whatever um and uh also I've had slight bad luck as well I suppose with the last few ones that I've done um my Garmin cut out in the middle of the bath half one and I wasn't really able to like check my pacing in quite the same way um also it isn't going to be like I use have always used my phone using Strava or a sports watch to tell my distance and of course mm-hmm. in a race you're judging by big placards that might really disappoint you when they appear which is often what happens because you're wiggling <laughs> around more on the road so yeah. many conditions of it are completely yeah. different and that can mentally and physically affect you so much that I think yeah I really think that having a goal of course it's great to have a goal but maybe we need to start thinking about whether those goals become based on evidence we've collected from races that we've done rather than from training yeah because it's yes. always going to be yeah. different it is always going to be different. And she I mean, she also talks about having sort of slight gastric distress, which also makes her health spiral because she's taken a gel and she gulps water. And if she wasn't used, to, again, it all comes down to practice and mm. time, doesn't it? Because if she had maybe trained more with those particular gels, then she might have been more used to how she might have felt 
inside after having one. Um, and she might have got used to kind of like for, with a with a gel like that. If you're not used to taking gels, just take tiny little bits of it. Don't gulp it all back. And gulping water, yeah, can make you feel really, really weird, which is one of the reasons why I run with a hydration pack. So I mm. just need to sip. So I have just a tiny sip whenever I need it rather than thinking, you know, I, I feel completely dehydrated. I need to have a whole cup of water. And then you can't get it in. Yeah. You just can't get it when you're running. Because you it's can't literally get it like you're your full up to your chin. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. So it's so tricky to get. So I, if if you are able to ever wear a hydration pack when you do your long runs and your your races, I would always thoroughly recommend doing that mm-hmm. because then you can learn how to kind of sip and stuff, unless you're doing the New York Marathon, in which case they're not allowed and you have to figure out some other way of doing things. But that's coming back Why to my stresses. Why are they not allowed? Oh, it's down to the Boston Marathon bombing, I think. So okay, fair, fair, fair. No backpacks of any kind. So it's like, oh, fuck. Um, okay, very but, fair then. I apologise. That is that is yeah. actually quite valid. I was going to make a joke that, uh, about like something to do with lactation. It's not to do with lactation. <laughs> They're like grossed <laughs> out by, lactation. Uh, by no. the idea of hydration. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, your, or anything going anywhere near your boobs. I think yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I think it's that. But um, well, but that yeah. was. I hope she goes on to run another race. I, I really do. I do, Lottie. I mean, if you if you don't if you don't want to, then there's never yeah, any fine. pressure to. But I think both of us would have the same advice there, which would be like give, give another go. one a go. And honestly, there are yeah. so many different races. Like if crowds are something that you're not big on, if um, yeah, then like there are plenty of of other ones. Like Esther, the one you do, the Bath Beat, which is like a really oh my God, chill no one no yeah. one saw two people brilliant mm-hmm. or or like like our local if yeah if you go to local ones rather than big massive ones like we have a, a company in bath called relish and they do little little 10ks and half marathons dotted throughout the year so you can always do a little one where there's going to be i mean the 10k that i did with them last year or the year before i can't remember but there was no one no one on route at all yeah just runners so that just gets you into the idea, the concept of running with other people that you don't know. So just trying things out like that, I think is a, is a yeah, really good idea. Fuck around and find yeah. out. Fuck around and find out. That's the <laughs> message of this episode. That's life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I have got one more email. Uh, shall I do it or should we save it? It's a very quick one. Do it. It made me smile. It was from Alison, um, who said, I just returned from one of the best runs at a local park. There's a running path that's just over a mile long loop. And today there were more runners than I typically encounter. At this particular park, it doesn't seem like there's a set clockwise or counterclockwise direction that runners stick to. So you regularly run past fellow runners going on the opposite in the opposite direction. Every runner I passed was so supportive and cheered me on. It was such a great experience. There were high fives, thumbs ups and cheers. I wish everyone was like this. I truly love the running community and want to thank everyone who has ever supported and motivated a fellow runner. Oh, go, Alison! Lovely. Yeah. Oh, I fucking hate that, but good for her. I would love it so much. I'm team <laughs> I Alison. I know you would. <laughs> I'm team Alison in spirit. Just... I know you are. You are. Yeah. I mean, look at you. Of course, you believe in supporting and motivating oh, the running community. Oh, of course, community. I do. I just don't yeah. want to do it myself. That's all. Because you do. It's not that I don't want to, it's that I don't want people to do it to me. 
Yes, and I suppose you don't necessarily like doing it in a sort of like Barney and Friends way or in a, like you quite like to sort of, you, you you like to do it in a bit more of a sort of Claudia Winkleman way. Does that make any sense? No, because I don't know what Barney and Friends is. You know that big purple dinosaur. I was just thinking about oh. children's children's yeah. programs. You're maybe a bit a bit less fun song factory. So I'm not like hi everybody. Yeah, it's whereas, Esther. Yeah, that's, whereas yeah. that's that's a bit more me, and maybe a bit more Alison, yeah. maybe a bit more. Whereas you're a bit more corner of know. the mouth. All right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I do, I do smile at, at runners when I pass them on the canal path, and I yeah. do occasionally. Where I, I, there was one runner I saw recently who was who did something like moved out of the way, did something anyway, was was kind of polite and 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 lovely about something. And do you know what I did? It was a him. I gave him a gave thumbs him a up. Finger. Oh, no. <laughs> it was a finger, but it was a thumb. <laughs> gave him the finger i like Fuck that I, i'm gonna give more thumbs up as i, I go like yeah i love giving I do a that. thumbs up it makes me I laugh i love giving a thumbs up yeah it's so in the car quite a lot instead of doing you know the thank you sign in a car so, where you just put hey. your whole I, put, I give a thumbs up yeah I yeah like that. i think it's cheery <laughs> yeah it's a good way it's also yeah. like it's a nice way of being like i like little signals like that um like yeah. when you don't have maybe time to speak to somebody like a friend or something and you're like yeah Everything all right? You're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes just yeah. a thumbs up can convey, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. Like it if a creepy bloke's talking to them or something, then it's like, oh, it's no, I, I think it's great. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Love and a I thumbs will up. Particularly do it if anyone if anyone's done any kind of reversing, then then they get they get a thumbs up. They might even get a double thumbs up and a wave. Oh yeah, nice. You know. <laughs> yeah, especially in Pembrokeshire or Cornwall or something. When you've yeah. got to go down when one you've had of those. reverse down half a mile. Oh down. my <laughs> god. My mum used to cry all the time when she had to do that. Shout out she's listening. But sorry, Mum, you did used to cry. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, we've gone from running forwards to reversing backwards in backwards. cars. But oh, well done. Fun. You tied that in somehow. <laughs> <laughs> didn't I? <laughs> well, should we go for a coffee? That's what we're going to go and do now. I think let's let's go for a coffee. I might yeah. eat a cake. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just two pounds a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our Pod Squad chat room too. Go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The producer and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Hold up, what was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.